Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. You're very kind. Yeah, just as we, uh, it's a joy to be with you this morning. Uh, you know that we are one church in numbers of locations that are going to keep growing. And uh, uh, whilst, um, uh, even since uh, our return from secondment, we've been predominantly at Ilkeston. We always love coming to Mansfield and we feel that this is just part of the church that uh, Jesus is building uh, under the relationship of Arena. Thank you for that. Um, we're just talking with Prash and Nathan at the beginning. that processing handovers and successions is so important. And you can see where it goes wrong sometimes when some leaders, for whatever reason, insecurity, identity, don't really want to pass on. Um, but um, 14 years ago, uh, I began uh, being the leader of what was then the East Midlands uh, Regional uh, Region. We often used to meet at Blidworth uh, for our regional leaders' events. And then eight years ago, under Repurpose, served on the national leadership team with Pastor John Partington. And it's been a privilege to do that. I, 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 all I'll say is that as a kid from a council estate in Nottingham, I said this very carefully, I was destined to do it. There's no earthly reason, but God stepped in. If God can use me, he can use anybody. If can, God can get all of my life, he can get all of your life. Because uh, I come from capital O, ordinary. And uh, I've met an extraordinary God. And he can use us in ways that are way beyond our imagination if we'll just surrender to him. And as we confess this morning, not try and do it on our own, but do it hand in hand with the Lord Jesus. So I give him thanks for that. I give him praise. Uh, I give him uh, all glory that he's, he's, he's brought us through and uh, that Assemblies of God is in good shape. It's in good place to hand on to Pastor Glyn Barrett, who's not only now the pastor of Audacious Church, but also the national leader of Assemblies of God. And Glyn will do an amazing job. Briefly, um, we're looking forward to Tuesday. Josh and Jared are uh, vital members of the squad. and We're also thrilled that Peter's become part of the squad this year. Uh, our first ever player from Arena in Arena FC. So Peter, thank you uh, for being part of that. And uh, we're looking, if you can get down Tuesday, uh, you're welcome. And uh, I, I'm, I'm praying for tonight, Paul, uh, that you'll have a nice day out at Wembley a week on Saturday, you know. And uh, he's nervous, he's nervous, so encourage him. Um, Just to say also, week Tuesday, I am looking forward to leading the Bible school. We're doing four nights this year. Uh, We had a real good turnout last time. Let me just say that there are notes, there there is me talking, but we draw people in. We have teas and coffees halfway through, and we try and create about 15, 20 minutes at the end for feedback. So... Uh, uh, and you, you just caught the essence on that first night of what the Bible school was about. So if you didn't come for, we understand commitments and everything, you're very welcome to come a week on Tuesday uh, at seven o'clock. We finish promptly at nine. We'll have a great time. The last time I was here a few weeks ago, we prayed for a little lad uh, about nine years of age of, uh, who's the son of parents that used to be part of Arena Church before they moved to another part of the country. He'd been knocked over by a bus. I don't know you remember, but I prayed right here. And I spoke to his pastor this week, no brain injuries, uh, he's, he's got some, a little bit of an issue with his leg, but he's back at school, he's doing good, and we give all glory to God that God's delivered that young lad from. <clears throat> now then, I love this, bring on the wall, bring it on the wall, bring on the wall. And uh, 
I want to say that um, as I was worshipping this morning, uh, this is a prophetic message. Uh, Not just me, but Helen week one, Josh week two, and whoever brings the concluding message next week, which I think is Christian. Um, So this is prophetic. The Bible says that everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance uh, and hope, we we might uh, have encouragement. Uh, Romans 15.4. In other words... Uh, don't be one of these people that consigns the Old Testament to, oof, what's that? I, I understand there are parts of the Old Testament that are difficult to read. But the reality is that everything that was written in the inspired word of God was to bring us a present word, yeah. a current word. And so I'm going to try and pick up on uh, the ministry of the last couple of weeks to encourage us this morning to realise this is exactly where Arena Mansfield are in their journey. We thank God for this journey. Uh, We thank God for all that he's doing. We thank God for the transitions that have taken place even in recent months. We thank God for your pastor, Josh and Helen, and the team that are uh, specifically gathering around Josh, a great balance of experience. And all I can say is that I believe that God is situating this church for it to become all that God has intended it to be, which is a mouthpiece to this particular town and beyond. beyond. If you draw a big circle around Mansfield, around the Ashfields, Kirkby and, uh, and Sutton, and going out to Clipston and, and, and uh, up into the Dukeries, there's about 150,000 people to go out. And God wants a prophetic voice, a prophetic church that will see hundreds of people touch for Jesus. Some of you have had this dream in your heart for years. Some of you have been praying for it for years. Sometimes it seemed to have been so far off, but I'm telling you, we're a lot nearer than what we were. And so this morning, I just want to pick up on Helen speaking about the calling to bring on the wall. Josh, last week, uh, speaking about everybody contributing. He'd even got put, Nehemiah's leadership was such, he'd even got people uh, perfume makers with a, 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 tr- a trowel in the hand. How many of you know that a perfume maker normally has soft hands? They're not used to building walls. But such was the inspirational lead of Nehemiah as uh, Josh went to chapter 3 uh, that he got everybody involved in part of the work. That's brilliant. All in. Don't just leave it to the past. I'm going to come to that again this morning, the leadership team. But everybody can contribute in of the wall. This morning, uh, here's the verse that I want you just to think about uh, for a moment, if if we can can just put it up. Uh, Nehemiah 4.14, after I looked up uh, over things, I stood up and said to the officials and the rest of the people, and this is the people out there, friends. This is the confession that we're making. Uh, That We're making it, if I can say it respectfully, to the civic leaders. Uh, We're making it to uh, the business world. Uh, we're making it to uh, education. We're making it to people that are down on their uppers and don't feel there's much hope. This is the prayer. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And this morning, as we've thought about calling and as we've thought about every one of us responding, I want you to think for a moment this morning also that there is a, a, a truth of overcoming. You see, if we are increasingly to be a prophetic people, that's a now people with a future, a church that God really wants to take hold of, then the reality is it will be opposed. There will be at times things that will seek to come 
against us. And I want to encourage you this morning in the moments we've got, not to fear, not to be afraid, but to realise that we come to a God who is great and awesome. And God is able to take us through, but it needs processing. Now, when we're talking about walls, uh, we're often thinking of division, separation, apartness, difference. Uh, If you go to Belfast, despite the Good Friday Agreement of 20 years ago, there's still a great big wall down a community. Um, In parts of South Africa, uh, there was a a piece on the front page of of the uh, Time magazine just two weeks ago, the most divided city in the world, Cape Town. There's a great big wall that goes down it. So walls are often uh, seemingly negative, but not in this case. In this case, as you've already heard over the last two weeks, uh, God wanted a wall to be built again because the broken wall in the time of Nehemiah in the Old Testament was saying something different. It was speaking of disgrace, of of defeat and of apathy. You see, for loads of years, people have been walking past the rubble of the wall and nobody had done anything. And then word got back to Nehemiah, who was in exile, and he got a brilliant job. He was the king's cupbearer. Well paid, gold-plated pension, everything in place until he heard the call of God. And he wept, he mourned, he fasted and prayed, so I've got to do something about this. And he gathered people around him. And as you heard last week, he drew people in to the, uh, to the uh, project of rebuilding the wall. Rebuild the wall. It speaks of purpose. It speaks of progress. It speaks of priority. It prophetically speaks of uh, uh, God doing something regarding the church being built. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It speaks about the reach of the kingdom of God, the rule of God. You see, if King Jesus really ruled in Mansfield, how he wanted to do, the change would be utterly dramatic. The building of the wall. And when we build the wall, we bring honour to the name of God. No longer a laughing stock. No longer people pathetically walking by, but they see something that brings glory to God. Now, all around us, again, using the there's brokenness, there's broken walls, there's brokenness through addiction, there's brokenness through uh, people being marginalised, there's brokenness through family breakdown, there's brokenness through financial issues. There are too many people in this local community that don't have a safe habitat to live in. And so we could go on, brokenness. And God is saying to a field in this series, and this is where you need to get it, in your heart. Because if you think, well, what's Josh going on about a wall for? Because it's not a wall, it's not a literal wall, it's a prophetic wall. It's a God thing. God wanting to build something fresh. And when God came... It's an old cliche, but it's true. Everything rises and falls on leadership. A leader, Nehemiah, who had a spirit of leadership to draw people in. So the vision came to him, but by the time we get to the end of chapter two, it's let us build the wall. And I believe that we're in a season where God has, I'm, I'm trying to speak right into it this morning, where God has aligned the leadership of this 
expression of Arena Church. And that, uh, and that Josh, as your pastor, is mandated to carry a Nehemiah spirit that will draw people to him. If he tries to do it on his own, he's going to kill himself. And it's not the intention of God. But the Nehemiah spirit comes on him. He draws people together. It says, let us build the wall. And God starts to build something increasingly in the purposes of God. The disgrace, the stigma, the defeat, the apathy that so often sits around community begins to be diminished and begins to rise up. The reach of God's rule, the honour of God's name, church being a great to be. People not wanting to be anywhere else on a Sunday but in Arena Mansfield because God is building a wall. And you can see why this is going to get a post. You see, there's a kingdom of light, but also there is a kingdom of darkness. A rebuilding wall community that expresses light opposed by a kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness revels in reducing things to rubble. He really does. He really, really does. If he could reduce this church to rubble, he would do. If he could reduce it to nothingness, he would do. No sentiment. He comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I sense this morning as we've worshipped, as we prayed at 9.30, as we've gathered, as we've chatted and we've talked, we've got a group of people here that freshly and in a new season are not going to settle for that. We're not settling for rubble. We're not settling for rubbish. We're not settling for debris. We're settling for the building of God's kingdom, purpose and church he wants to do. Now, of course, the leaders will be particularly conscious of this and sometimes they will have to front up uh, opposition that comes against them. Take you back to last week's message that I listened to. This needs an all-in spirit from everybody in the church. The Bible speaks of victory often in the Bible, but it's not speaking of victory out of a triumphalism. In other words, it's not speaking about victory just by lip service. Victory comes by overcoming opposition. That's, that's how it works. Victory comes when we have to go through a time of pressing, pressing through. So um, in the book of Nehemiah, there are three particular passages. Don't worry, we're only going to bullet point them this morning because of time. But there are three particular passages in chapter 2, in chapter 4, and chapter 6 that speak of principles that try and stop rebuilding. I want to bullet point them to you in a moment and I want you to go back to the verse. Don't them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And I want you to be encouraged this morning to realize that although the battle's not a spirit, although it's a natural flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, God is going to give us a great overcoming spirit. You may be in the meeting this morning for the first time. You heard the welcome earlier. We love new people to come to Arena. We really, really do. In fact, it's what gets us out of bed. We're not just trying to do church to protect what we've got. We're trying to do church to reach out to what we've not got. And so you may be here this morning, and the reality is you need a challenge in your life. 
You'll need something that you can draw to. And I'm encouraging you before the meeting finishes and before I hand back to Josh, there's going to be an opportunity for you to step into faith this morning, for you to pitch up to be part of this family, to say, you know what, that's what I'm going to give myself to. I understand that from what Phil's saying, it won't. God's going to give me the victory cause me to overcome I know I don't have to fear because I'm coming to the Lord who is great and awesome that's the salvation that we're calling you into this morning it's active it's dynamic it's something to be part of and the greatest decision that anybody could ever make without qualification is to become a follower of Jesus it may be this morning that you've been coming to the church for a little time and you're still in one sense feeling your way my question with respect this morning is how long's that going to last You need to step in this morning. I say it boldly. Step in to what God is doing right now. Articulate it. Go to your pastor afterwards and say, I'm all in. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm round you. I'm praying for you. I'm all in because we're going to see this wall built for the glory of God. Now then, briefly, let me just give you seven things. I said bullet point. That's what I'm going to do. Seven things that stood against the people of God. As we look at chapters 2, chapters 4, and chapter 6. I'm not going to reference the scriptures. But if you will go to Nehemiah, it's about middle way of the Bible. Esther, Ezra, Nehemiah. You can read these Bible verses. I need to get it out there again. I mean, yesterday morning I gave some notes to to the guys with all the Bible references. But because of time... I didn't read the Bible references. About a year ago, I was ministering with a colleague of mine. And again, there was a a, a tightness of time. I said to the people, uh, there you've got the notes. I'm not going to read the Bible verses. My colleague got up after and said, well, I better open the Bible because Phil didn't. As you can see, I'm still recovering from it, you know. Um, Because all I'd done for the previous 40 minutes is open the Bible. So because I don't read every Bible verse this morning because we are respectful of time, please, you take that back and read the Bible verses that I am referencing. I'm not making these points up. They're all from those three passages. So number one, there was ridicule. Ridicule. Kids sometimes have this issue when they go to school. Where did you go to on Sunday? Poor church. Um, where did you go? Oh, when it was. You went to church. It's easy to ridicule, you know. And uh, the reality is, friends, that ridicule can be so undermining. Let me just say this very briefly, and it's a principle that we tried to really navigate well in Arena. He talked to Pastor Christian and the leadership team and the elders. We've been very conscious of this at times. But in chapter two, it was the starting of this bringing on of the wall. And right there, ridicule came from uh, uh, Sambalat to Byron Gisha. And, uh, and, and here's the truth. They tried to stop something before it gathered the momentum of really beginning. And we've been very conscious at times in Arena Church that when God gives us a new season, a new project, something to step into, a new appointment, a new calling, we watch it very carefully. Sometimes, very early, it's resisted. And we're conscious that the enemy of our souls, wants he sees all the potential of what God wants to do. So he tries to stop it quick. You become a Christian you float home on a Sunday thing. Yeah, uh, that was incredible. My sins have gone. But by Wednesday, thinking, oh, I, I wonder if it were real. 
You see, and straight away, that little accusing voice in your heart is trying to take from you what God has placed in you. When we have baptisms, we're very careful in the week up to baptisms to say to people, you know this week, if you have a problem, give somebody in the office a ring. Because it's amazing in the week up to baptism, sometimes something kicks off. And we get a call on Friday afternoon. Oh, I don't know whether I ought to be baptised this time. Because the enemy's trying to stop that next step of your life. And by the way, if you've never been baptised by full immersion, it's your next step. And when we get baptism in Arena Mansfield next time, step in. Step in. You know, sometimes when I give a prophetic word, I don't feel elated, I feel deflated. Because I'm immediately in a battle with the enemy saying, you made that up, it was nonsense, it spoiled the meeting, nobody's receiving it. You have to learn to press through and not allow the word to be sold, ridicule. And if you have been on the end of ridicule, if somebody has put you down, spoken inappropriately to you, made you feel small, I cut it off in Jesus' name this morning and say that you don't have to fear, you don't have to be defined by that because often it's words, ridicule comes through words and God says this morning, don't be afraid, don't be defeated because the Lord who you come to is great and awesome. Number two, anger. How could anybody be angry with the people of God? Woo! with the people of God what's all that about well it's an emotion that's expressed friends when other people want to deliberately stop what God is doing through others I tell you who gets angry at times people that think they're better than you but they're not better than you because going back to the song you're relying on Jesus and saying I need you and they're not And they think they can do it in their own efforts. And so they get irritated when you and God align and you go beyond where they are and it makes them angry. I've had people come to me and say, I don't know what it is about. And I'm not saying I'm the best, by the way. But people have said to me, you know, I don't know what it is about you. I want to preach. And uh, I want to teach the word. And I want to put... And they're angry at me. I'm I'm only a a simple sort of bloke preaching, friends. You You know, they get angry with me. You see, the only reason I'm doing it is I to Jesus when I was a kid and said, God, I can't do any of this without you. But if you'll go with me and if I'll go with you, anything's possible. So if somebody's been angry with you, bat it away. Contempt. Because in chapter four, he says, ha! Building a wall. If a little fox went on this wall to break it down. You're crazy. Those folks in Arena Mansfield think they're going to change the town. Boo, 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 it's going to happen. Contempt. Contempt is not of the kingdom of light, friends. It's the kingdom of dark. And if people have dealt with you contemptuously, then bat it away. Number four, an unholy alliance. Oh, oh, well, we better get a few more people to help us. And it says in chapter 4 that the wall was half built. My late mum says, don't leave things half done. Any, anybody else have a mum like that? Oof. Don't leave things half done. Finish. And Jesus loves finishers because he was a finisher. Romans 12, the author and finisher. Good job he finished, friends, because we're going to be here this morning. He's a finisher. So halfway through, the people were getting a bit weary. Nehemiah, Josh, we can't carry on. We can't carry on. People are ridiculing us. They're showing us contempt. And now there's people coming together to try and stop us. An unholy alliance. Let me quote a verse. Let me underscore it. 
when I say a verse, a quote that is not in the Bible, but the spirit of it is. Birds of a feather flock together. You're not going to find it in Proverbs. You can look all day. It's not there. It's not there. But the spirit of it is. Spirit. I found some people, let me say it, they couldn't stand each other. But for a cause, whoa, they found each other. An alliance to stop the building of the wall. Let's find true, holy alliances. The body of Christ joined together that presses through in the power of prayer. Number five, compromise. Oh, what a temptation in these days to compromise. What a temptation to compromise with people that aren't Christians, that are telling Christians what they should believe. And then they'll like us. But God says, be true to my word and I'll honour it. Let's not compromise. Let's not, as we were reminded uh, earlier in the meeting, let's not deliberately be so uh, belligerent in our attitude that we're pushing people away. Do you know there are churches around that like the fact that the local community doesn't like them? They think they're doing good. That's not the church that Arena's built in. Arena is loving and welcoming and inviting. Arena gives grace for people to go on journeys. Arena says again this morning, and we're forever running with this challenge, all are welcome. All are welcome. But don't ask us to compromise. Don't ask us to fit in with what everybody else is saying. We'll go on a journey with that. We'll help people. Because when you know the truth, the truth sets you free. Number six, there was accusation. And the accusation was, no wonder you're rebuilding the wall because we've heard, and if you read it carefully, and others have told us as well. So Josh is in the church. Really? If I've had that before. You know, I'm just coming to you, speaking on my offers, but everybody's leaving the church. Now I just send names. Well, I'm just saying, you know. Um, so accusation, and the accusation was, the reason that you want to build the wall is because you want to be the king. And by the way, we're going to tell the king. We're going to tell the king that you're trying to get his job. And Nehemiah just batted it away and says, it's not true. It's not true. You see, the enemy is the father of lies and accusation is always rooted in falsehood. Romans 2 and verse 10 says that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren and the Baptists and the assemblies of God and the Methodists. He's the accuser. He's the accuser. It's always false. Bat it away. Just be pure in your motive. And number seven, there was deception. And the deception in chapter six was by what seemed a prophetic word. I'll repeat what I said yesterday morning. This church believes in prophecy. That is when God takes hold of men and women, them a, a picture, a verse, uh, something in the language understandable to the community they're in, that is God speaking to encourage, to build up, to stir up, to cheer up. But the reality is if you ever give anybody a prophetic word, be it from the platform, be it personally, you have to give that person the right to weigh it, to judge it. And if they feel appropriate, to bin it. Because I'm not infallible, nor are you. You know, but the reality is God uses prophecy, but he also used, the enemy also tries to, the enemy gets hold of every spiritual gift and uses it in an appropriate way. So you need to, in your heart so they thought you know we've thrown the kitchen sink at this bloke and he still won't give in let's give him a prophetic word and he discerned it he said it's not from God and I'm going to move on 
The week before conference, I was doing a bit of a clear out. I'm a note taker. I tell you, those exercise books have got me out of a hole more than once. Because on the 6th of September 2016, you said this. Whoa, whoa. Well, I put it in my notebook, you know. And uh, I just love notes. I like logging things. I know I can do it all on phones and things. And I, I actually, you can look at my phone afterwards. I've got about 230 things on my notes. So, you know, I'm not quite such an idiot with this thing as everybody thinks I am, you know. <laughs> you know. But I love, I love exercise books. It takes me back to school. I'm so old that when I went to school, we didn't have computers. <laughs> That's how old I am, you know. And some of you are saying, you what? No, that's how old I am. No computers, books, pen. Show you a pen, a book. You write on it. You know. But anyway, so some habits die hard. Anyway, I was clearing through some exercise books. And Paul, I come across your message. Paul and Liz came to our church out of a real sense of core when we were still at Field Mill, one call stadium. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, have really been a blessing to the church. And Paul, it was an unforgettable message, Paul. And Paul, out of his uh, distinguished and career, talked about a conflict situation. And he talked about trudging and wedging. And it was brilliant. I didn't have a notebook because whenever I think of Paul, I think of that message. It was a brilliant message. It was a prophetic message. And Paul, I mentioned it this morning because I almost think that that message that you gave six, seven years ago aligns with right where Arena Church Mansfield is now. So there was a conflict. Paul was talking about conflict situations he found himself in as a police officer. And now that the superintendent, the authority over him, would align the guys in what they call trudging and wedging. So there was no, no way past. It was brilliant how he did it. And uh, it, 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 there was such a bond between those colleagues. And as I read the notes, Paul, I mentioned it this morning, because as we see the building and bringing on the wall in arena, sometimes there'll be things that push against us. There'll be things that try and divide. There'll be things that try and break through. But when we come together, as you were encouraged last week, as we let us come behind our pastor, and as we trudge and wedge together, God is saying that he will give us strategies not to be defeated, but to overcome. And I prophesy over this church this morning that you are going to go forwards, that you are going to break fresh ground, that you are going to bring fresh influence. There will be times when people will seek to stop it, but you will prove to be unstoppable. You will make ground. You will connect with uh, uh, significant situations in the town and you the reach of the kingdom to increase and the wall will be built you say to me this morning how can I respond to that Uh, number one get saved I I can't be any bolder this morning if you've never given your life to Jesus uh, you're not you're not uh, pitching up for a Sunday school picnic you're not pitching up to uh, 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 express yourself as a wimp because you can't cope this is for real men and women that make a mark in their life and be committed to the saviour Jesus and see his church respond number two be committed get committed be or confess it to your leaders let them know where your heart is and number three be aligned be aligned 
be a light. Eight of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. One verse from the New Testament to close. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We're called to win, which means bring on the wall. Let's pray.